welcome to Pop of Passion. Join me, Jack Sparker, comedian and highly sensitive person, along with a guest every other week as we delve into our deepest passions. From being a plant dad to conquering insecurity with comedy. If you relish the memory of an unexpected late night conversation with a stranger about their obscure passion, the kind where you have tears in your eyes one second and are doubled over laughing the next, this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to Pop of Passion. I'm Jack Sparker and I'm so glad you're here. The FBI is aware of my guest today, and it isn't because she took three solid years of improv as a young woman. She's a dancer, actress, writer, producer, advocate, and a wonderful friend. Please welcome Rebecca Volnes. Okay, obsessed with the fact that you put dancer first. <laughs> I had to. That's who you are to me. You're a mover, you know, a shaker. First and First and foremost, I am a dancer. It was my first love. It was my first passion. Yeah, totally. Truly. So, yeah, and that's, um, I, I wish to continue to see myself as a dancer, and it helps when someone else is like, yes, you're a dancer still. <laughs> you are. You're still dancing through life, you know? Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So how are you doing today? I'm doing... All right. Yeah, it's my I have like staggered work in and off in office days and like at home days. So today's one of my home days. And I love that because I can just not smoke weed. I can just but I can have a TV on while I'm doing work. I can say, look at this cute boyfriend. He's so cute. So yeah, it's it's been that it's been nice. (laughs) So great. How are you? I'm great, you know. Am I allowed to ask? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm. I feel like I'm doing great. I had therapy this morning. Um, my therapist sang happy birthday to me. Like it was so nice. Wow. Yeah. That's she's beautiful. Yeah. And it was weird because like Wait, two. It's weeks- your birthday today. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. I was about to like scream so no, loud. No. Yeah. But it's weird because like two weeks ago, my therapist was like. Now, this is the third time I'm getting this message. And she often gets messages from somewhere. And yeah. I, I was like, please tell me. And I, like, always get scared because I don't know what she's going to say. And she was like, Bex. And I was like, okay, yeah, what? And she's like, I just keep getting this vision of the two of you. And I'm like, I oh don't. It was like, she's on the calendar. Like, I don't know. And yeah. Then, yeah. So it's funny how she, That's like, so called you in. Yeah. And I listened. Well, I listened to you <laughs> and the world. No, yeah. I mean, what? in what world am I like, no, I'm not going to do this podcast. You, can you imagine? Oh that gosh. would be ridiculous. Well, it's so, so nice to see you on the screen. Thank you. It's great to see I you, too. I must say that. <laughs> so, Rebecca Bolnes, as I know you, Bex, mm-hmm. what is your passion So right now, I mean, I have a lot of passions, but right now I'm very passionate about community. And that's like a really big, broad term, but like community, my, my context for community is like through activist spaces and through um, like Abolition Park, which is a community that I'm a part of that uh, started as a protest outside of city hall. We were there for a month sleeping there 
et cetera, building like a big a sort of like abolitionist space, whether we knew it or not. Um, and yeah, like that encampment was raided by the police after a month, but that community has like stayed strong and has gone through many evolutions and has been challenged and it's like really hard work, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm obviously obsessed with it because I am still here with all these people um, trying to figure it out. Um, so yeah, like, but I also was realizing like, I, that's the community I'm passionate about right now in my life. And like, that's the lens that I view it through. But like, looking back, I feel like I have been a very community driven person sure. in the other ways of like, oh, I had a dance community. I had like a, you know, art community. I had a comedy community. I had a music community. Like that's how I sort of like, I grew up through communities, For you know? Sure. Yeah. So it's just evolved like different spaces. Yeah. And I feel like this, it's, it's all sort of like, training for this sort of community work where it's like I don't know sometimes those communities are are born of like a common interest and sometimes they're born of like a common need you know and like that's intense and this type of community work um which like has a lot to do with care work is obviously like way more arduous it's not like you know it's not all like just we're chilling and we are people who know each other you know Um, which was kind of what like a music scene or a dance scene would be like, whatever. But uh, we're not just like going to three feet on a Monday. That's not our community. Right. This is different. (laughs) Yeah. And like what it means to be in community with people where it's like, shit, there's, there's a lot of people in my, in my community that I'm like, I, I'm like you I love you so much and you drive me crazy and like I love you but I don't really like you we're not really friends but I love you and like I care for you that's you know that's a real thing it's community is not friends you know like it's a totally different thing um in fact I'm, I'm, I'm in community with people I've become friends with people that I never like that you know who knows if I would have ever met before um and and there are also people that I'm like, yeah, no, I care for you, but uh, but we wouldn't have been be, been friends before this, and like I don't necessarily need to be friends with you now, but right. I'm in community with you, you yeah. know, which is an interesting line and also a challenging one interpersonally. I think with communities, it's like understanding that we don't all have to be best friends to be in community with each other, and understanding that in a way that like does not protect our ego where it's like, Oh my God, if I'm not best friends with you, am I still in community with you? Yeah, for sure. But it's like a thing to um, figure out, you know? Yeah. Every community needs an Andrew (laughs) O'Connell. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. She just did it. Was that rude? She blasted. No, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't. It was real. It, (laughs) I mean, I have yeah, like three names yeah. in my head. I don't know why I went with him. It's probably because he was in our first like ever class at Second City. So I was like, he's safe. I can say For his sure. name. But I had two other guys. I was like, I could name them. But I was too scared. Well, now I I need to hear them too. <laughs> just mouth it to me and it'll be just like a fun joke with you and me. Okay, ready? Yeah. Oh, I got the first. Mm, I and think That was too I, vague because the I first name could be anyone. Um, right. 
Is this fun for the podcast like, audience? I'm going to text you it later. It sounds, okay. Yeah. Text it, text it to me because it's like, I know it, like it comes, it flashes in my head and then it goes away. It's like, I know this name, but then I'm, I feel like I'm missing, I'm, I'm, I'm it's missing okay. something. You're like lucky to be but removed from the Chicago comedy scene. And now you're like doing <laughs> like great work. So you're on the right side of history, lady. Oh my God. We're, we're all just trying. No, that's I'm, so true. We all are just trying. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Every day. And that's the thing, you know, another thing about communities, it's like you really, it's very much like it's a relationship and this obviously it's a relationship, but it's like, okay, I have to like really choose every day to like want to try or whatever, you know, like, yeah. and choose to like, answer the phone to to someone when I maybe want to be alone or whatever or choose to like you know stay out that extra hour because you want to make sure someone's okay or whatever blah blah I mean like it is a thing and it's also a very real test of your ability to like set boundaries of which like I have famously been bad at and I'm really (laughs) trying to get better at because it is like totally necessary to your longevity I think you know as is like anything for you know I but I can can conceptually say like oh if I want to be a part of like the Black Lives Matter movement and like the abolitionist movement like I gotta set boundaries so I don't burn out and I'm you know and I I can be in it for the long haul but those are also just words who knows what that means uh I mean, I don't know yet. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Like, no pressure. Um, I wonder yeah. where this drive, like, comes from for your passion for community. Like, do we give Carmen mm. props, your mother? Like, do we give right. Patty? Yeah. I don't know. Like, what? where do you think that comes from? Because not everyone – there are a lot mm. of loners in this world. And mm. you have always been such a social butterfly since I've known you, and it's like – you've turned it into something powerful many times. Thank you. I mean, th- that's, it's funny. Like when I, when I think on, especially my work with Abolition Park, like when we were at the park, you know, and like, it was, you know, I was there, I think I counted, I was there, like, I missed like maybe two and a half days there. I was like nonstop over there. And I'm just like trying to thinking about like, what did I actually do there whatever? And it's like, oh, I feel like I just like, talk to people and you know people would present a need or I would like identify a need and be like okay I think I think this person could help with this could you help me with this to do this blah 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 and it's just like all this this little like running around and I think it is like that is something kind of inherent to me probably from my mom just like this want to like bring people into the fold you know like I grew up watching my mom like um I grew up watching my mom being the person you know the first person to dance at the wedding who will like grab your hand and bring you in and get the people who like really want to dance but like aren't stepping out to do it yet like she'll grab them like I grew up watching that you know um and I also think yeah probably probably dance like helped that because that is was like a community of girls that I like grew up with for a minute that like I just felt very comfortable even even though like sometimes I felt like an outsider in those spaces there was something about like just being together with people who understand this fundamental thing about you that I found like really comforting um 
and I even think about like the types of movies I like and and just the type of art I like to consume like I love watching stuff where it's just a group of people together working hard to try to do this thing yeah why I love spotlight famously I love spotlight yes. <laughs> you know spotlight vibes scooper vibes like so I I think that's just something that's always been really attractive to me and I don't know if I if I try to really get deep about it, which I haven't done before this moment. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm a child of divorce, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I am also a child of divorce that had like a lot of family like, you know, I have like two moms, three, three moms at a time, two dads, well, you know, like right. a lot of iterations of family. And I don't think I'm like, craving I don't think I'm necessarily craving family from community like, oh, my parents broke up, so I've never known that sort of, you know, I want to choose my family. I don't think it's really that. Mm -hmm. I think maybe it's because I like actually did grow up with like a very unconventional family structure for a while and like also saw the value in, um, I don't know, the, the, the value in choosing your family as well because uh family is so uh I was gonna say fickle it's not fickle but like as I understood it then it was malleable it wasn't permanent you know like yeah. family whatever it means to you whether tangibly or just like emotionally it's gonna change you know so I think maybe that growing up led me to like do I don't know yeah to to find value in community and groups of friends while also still it, but it's weird I also think of myself as someone who was very alone for a while kind of floating through those things so I don't know I'm now I'm just like super psychoanalyzing <laughs> but I also think of my like my position in the community like as very like work driven like that's just like how it sort of came to be um though I'm not gonna say like I'm like, but I've, I've also like had times where I'm just like not knowing what that the work is or not doing it. You know, I've had moments, but like, I think that, I don't know. I have like a uh, group project, like leader vibes, you know, Oh yeah. like the person that ends up doing the shit in the group project and like sort of resents it, but it is kind of like, it's fine. I want it to, to like, to get done but I also feel like in this community I felt I've met a lot of other like group project leaders and so like working with those people is so great and it's like yeah maybe I seek community to like sort of seek validation and seek people like me you know that I can like be on a certain level with yeah um I don't know I'm just thinking about it a lot like in like historically but uh but yeah, I never thought that like, I I think I've only in this past year conceptualized it as community, you know, Right. whereas I've always just said like, since I was little like that, I just love people. I think people are fascinating. I like, I feel like pretty empathetic and, um, and I love situations where I can be around a lot of weirdo people, you know, and I've like yeah. made that happen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I also think it's just the way of the future, you know, abolition. Oh, blah, blah, for blah. sure. Yes. So that that really made me recontextualize it, you know, like if, if community was coming from like an emotional, personal place, 
like all my life, whether I knew it or not, like this past summer gave it a sort of like direction. And now that's like, that's the commitment to it. That's where it's really coming from, you know? Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> no, it totally does. It's interesting. We're recording on um, May 25th, 2021, and it's exactly a year since the murder of George Floyd. And yeah. it's like, you keep saying like this past year, this past year, and like, I'm not saying that's when Abolition Park started, but it's like very interesting that mm -hmm. it's like this is the timing that this worked out when the whole yeah. world kind of finally started to take notice mm -hmm. and like nothing has been done. I'm not going to say anything like your work. I'm just saying with politicians, you know what I mean? Right. We're working. We're getting yeah. there. We're like pushing yeah. people, but it's just interesting like the timing of it. It's like exactly yeah. one year. I mean Abolition Park itself is uh, coming up on its anniversary anniversary in like two months, or, or the, the start of it is next month. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, it is really like a year and like, it's very, it's very wild because, I mean, everyone can say like, oh, this past year has felt like a million years and like really quick at the same time, you know, like mm -hmm. that was really very real. Um, I think I've I've been thinking a lot lately about like there's this threat of like things going back to normal and it's like a serious threat but it's also something that's happening to me right like right. I've been talking to like my comrades <laughs> you know my yeah, community yeah. some people about it. and and it's like this sort of thing of like knowing like we cannot go back to normal and also knowing that circumstances have changed and like now we have to re really reevaluate like like how how can we push this fight through the normalcy right. where you know and like i'm asking myself questions all the time about like you know there are times that i don't go go to a march or, or that i'm not as invested in a certain thing that i want to be because i'm you know looking for jobs or i'm doing this other thing and like trying to figure out what like 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 allowing space for me to do things that that are self-preservation but mm -hmm. also sometimes feel indulgent you know yeah um but i think i and, and there and i think we're all scared that we're gonna sort of slip away like you know especially the people that are very you know organizing based and who like have want to get the work done you know um there's the fear of like people trickling away, right? Like yeah. it's been a year, yeah. And, and and like and and there's also the question of like what what do we have to show for it? And the thing is, and I understand that question. And you could say that about all protests, right? Like what was the point unless you had like this real tangible thing, whatever? Like that's that's a line of questioning that I think is a dangerous one to go down. You know, it distracts from the point. They want you to ask that. Right. Um, but whenever we talk about like, okay, what have we accomplished in the last year? I really do every time come back to this community. Yeah. And like, this is a community that like, you know, is far from perfect and is not what it was the first day it was, but that it exists, but also kind of is, but also isn't. And, and has like taken steps back and steps and steps forward. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people who no longer, feel associated to it or they do or you know there's a lot of stuff but I still think it's such an accomplishment because we all still see each other like 
every week, if not every day, you know, yeah. like we are in each other's lives. We are checking in on each other. We are fighting with each other. We are consistently day to day, whether we realize it or not, like trying to figure out this abolition shit, right. you know, and like trying to figure out this community shit, which like my, my good friend, um, who's been like huge in my, like a huge person for me and, and my evolution into like abolition, you know, we, we talked about it early on because we were just, you know, exhausted and just like, so sort of like, like, Oh my God, what do we do? Like, what are we doing? Like, how do we do this? Yeah. She was like, you know, like community work is fucking hard. That's why no one wants to do it. Like community and care work. No one wants to do this job. It's fucking hard. And every day that I like still know these people and still care about these people and still want to organize with them, like I think is, a, is an accomplishment. And I think it's like, it's very hard to put into tangible, into like tangible evidence. Right. But like abolition, you know, is, is it requires radical imagination. Abolition yes. is an idea, but everything is an idea. Yeah. And we are like, you know, trying to figure out how to practice abolition so that we can like implement it, you know, like it's a very, it's in the air, but right. I really, I, I really think it's so important. And like, it's why I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, I hope it didn't come off. Like I was saying, like you guys haven't accomplished anything. I was saying no, like, not at all, on not at all. level of like, like Joe Biden, I'm coming for you. Like, come on. Right. You know what I mean? Even like, no, definitely. It's very yeah. hard and it's it's very, you know, it's it's really hard and because there's also just so many ideas and arguments over like, what is the best route to get what we want? You right. know, is it through politics? Is it through disruption? Is mm -hmm. it through, you know, there's so many different ideologies, but like the bottom line is, you know, abolition is the only path to freedom. Yes. Like that really I really do believe that in my soul and I hope that you know I didn't I didn't want to come on here and like do the like like Rebecca Bolnes talks abolition because I also know like I'm very much a novice I'm very much learning every day there are people who like know so much more than I do but I will say that like I've been very I think I, I've tried to at least be very open to it and I think I can speak to it so much better now because I'm actually trying to do it than I would you know, maybe if I just read a book, you know, like totally. there are times that I feel like I can speak on it and like, I can do that confidently. And that's like kind of huge for me. I don't like, I'm not that kind of person. I've never been so, you know, I'm very intellectually insecure, <laughs> but, um, famously I did not get into NYU. Okay, you okay. did. It's oh, fine. Job. Do I live with an NYU grad and professor now? <laughs> yes. It's kind of insane. Um, but yeah, I don't know, but, but I, but I didn't want to, you know, I, I am not the voice of abolition. I, I was like, I'm going to sneak abolition into this because to me, it's yeah. like, it, you know, they're inextricable. But I do encourage everyone to just like really think and read about abolition. And like, it's not actually that intimidating. Um, like I said, if you start to truly like practice it just like in your fucking head, like it's huge. It opens up so many doors. Um, and, and community has been... A, my way of like being able to explore that and understand that and also realize yes it's fucking hard but like that's it's what we gotta do <laughs> yeah. so yeah community well you know 
I listened to this one podcast. It's called, like, We Have to Talk About Britney. And the host mm-hmm. always is talking about how Britney is her body. And I think it's so interesting because I think you're very similar to Britney in that way. You're dancers. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you both had injuries, but, like, you persevere. And, like, the way you got into abolition and community and mm-hmm. caretaking is, like, through actually doing it, like, because you had to get right. in there physically with your body. And that's so funny you say that, too, because when I started, like, going out to the protests, um, you know, in the beginning of the summer, I was really, I really felt like my asset or, like, what I could provide was my body. It's, like, mm. so funny you bring that up. Because truly before the park, I was a frontliner. Like, that's really where I felt like I could really you know like yeah be of service to like the movement as I'm like I'm fucking sturdy I'm not very afraid I also know like the way they're gonna fucking come at me is not gonna be the same way they're gonna come at a fucking black man you know so like I and 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 there's a lot of stuff to go with that too of like there's there's so many complications of not complications but just like there have been times that 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 people we're like, yeah, please stand in front of me. That's fine. There have been times that I've checked in and, 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 and my friend doesn't want that and that's fine. And how do you be there for someone physically while respecting their boundary, whatever. Um, I felt like that was where I was comfortable. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking sturdy. I can take a bunch. I can take, you know, I, my, the first raid that happened or like attempted raid, there was hours, hours, hours long standoff at the park with the cops, like, I was in front of a barricade and they literally snatched the barricade from under my feet. Like I, I flipped like a pancake. I had this huge bruise and I was like, yeah, no, this is what I'm like, I'm good. This is what I was like here to do. So it was very weird that like, that's how I kind of came into it. Um, and then I ended up at the park and I just, I, I don't think I expected to be so invested in it and being stagnant too and being just like in this one place and like yeah we we like got beat up by the cops like a couple times there but you know it's different than that marching and frontlining type Mm -hmm. of protest it's very different like type of work so it was weird to like to to just be so taken by this place and like just feeling very um feeling like it was really important that I was willing to sort of like shift my protest um and and yeah but it did come from like a physical place at first like that's and I also was you know was very much like oh I can I like there there was a two fucking tropical storms at the park that we like literally weathered and like held down the fort and I was like yeah this is what I can do I'm sturdy you know but it was this interesting challenge too of like okay but can I take myself seriously enough to like to 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 be beneficial in and in, in another way you know where it's like can like what other strengths do i have besides like i can fall good <laughs> you know um but it, and it was also weird though because sometimes i would miss it sometimes there there is there is a, a different type of simplicity of like being a frontliner that it's just like i know where i'm supposed to go and i know that when the cops get in my face, I'm supposed to stand there and I'm supposed to, you know, like there, there's a simplicity to that. Right. Um, and the other work was like literally the complete opposite. It's like always questioning 
oh, was I supposed to do that? I maybe shouldn't have done that. Am I supposed to go here? You know, like as, as you know, um, a non-black person, you know, I'm like Latinx, I'm Cuban, but like as, as a, to, to, to many white passing Cuban, like, okay, how do, well, the, it's like the complete opposite sort of way of moving is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting challenge to try to do both. <laughs> And then, yeah, obviously the organizing type one took way, way took over. Cause that's like, but also there was the, 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 about now I'm just rambling. Sorry, but I'm like oh, you're thinking about bodies. Like our community really transformed after the raid because there was something about being in a physical space together, 24 seven being bodies together always. Yeah. That was like hugely important. And yeah, when we had to splinter away during the winter, it was fucking rough. And you could tell it's like people just miss each other, whether they like know it or not. Cause we also are always fighting, but like, mm -hmm. but yeah, this, this physical closeness and one of the biggest goals that we've had since since the raid was just like we need a space again we need to have a community space and like that's something i'm passionate about is like I, like an abolitionist community space like that is it was it ended up being necessary because it's like it's like your office and your and your life and if your life in abolition park is like practicing abolition then it's like all right there it's like this fucking weird little lab you know right. um, but also housing. <laughs> housing is also why we need a space. So donate to Evolution Park yes. on Venmo. Yes. Um, it's a good question, I guess, is what I'm saying. I just think I hate to like tarnish this like beautiful conversation by comparing it to improv, but I have to because that's how we met. No. And that's it. where we grew and became friends. But Same it's thing, like, community. Yeah. Honestly, and you were always the first one out there. You know what I mean? Can I get a suggestion? You asked for the suggestion. You then were like, I'm going to be in the first scene. You were like, I'm going to be in the second scene. Like it was, you were doing swipe edits and it's like, I <laughs> so was standing I was on, hog. no, I <laughs> admired terrible. it so much because I was like standing on the side. I, I've done shows where I have not gone out once. And it's like, what was the point? I drove to the I city. I probably should have done more shows like that. I'm not no, going to lie. <laughs> no, no. But it's like you have always been on like the forefront of something. And now it's like you're on the forefront of the thing. And it's just such. I mean, I'm not going to. So cool. I don't think. No, you're, I'm, I'm not. You're not. No, but you but as an individual I'm are doing stuff. Are, no, yeah, but that's because you're humble. Right. I'm just saying I mean, like. I feel incredibly lucky to also just to have met some of the people that I've met. Like, you know. I met this woman who, you know, because Phoebe is listening, um, I will just, will just say it's my friend, mm -hmm. um, uh, that I like went to a March she did before the park and it was like about abolition and she did like a breakout session where like it was a march to a place and then there was like okay now you guys are gonna talk and she like gave she gave you like classwork and I was like that rocks yeah. and I met her and um then I I saw her at the park too and she is she is someone who's like definitely changed my life you know like I've been very fortunate to be around some like fucking stellar way more seasoned way more educated abolitionists than I that have like been gracious gracious enough to like teach me you know well yeah i'm not saying you're like the queen of the abolition i'm just saying I you're know. doing the work and i think that's awesome yeah it's just like Thank wild you. to see 
I was going to say something, but Phoebe's watching. Um, no, <laughs> we can edit it out. No, yeah. no, I was just going to say, like, you know, we used to go to bars after class and you were like 19 and it's like, you weren't scared and oh, I was the, like 24 the, and I was FBI scared. knows about that. No. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like amazing. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like the del- delusion. I think I, I just it. like it's like the same reason that I like think that I can just like, I'm like, I'll make movies. I'll do this, that, you know, it's just like this kind of crazy, just belief that like, I don't know, it has to be real. I mean, do I think we will achieve, achieve abolition in our lifetime? Realistically? No, I don't think that, but I think it's really important to act like we're going to like to be doing the things that would make that happen. And I mean, I don't know. I think that's like also my fake it till you make it mentality that I've had since I was like a teenager, you know, that's like, that made me able to go to a bar. It was just like, I am playing pretend and then it will be real. (laughs) Um, Very gaga. I guess that's, that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, on that note, that was wonderful. Mm -hmm. I love hearing, um, I do have a fun pop pondering question so I just ask every guest a question with the word pop in it and sometimes it's tangential and sometimes it makes sense and the one I chose for you is pop also known as dirty pop was an NSYNC song who's your favorite member I had to ask you because you're like boy crazy I mean you have to have an opinion I do love boys I do love boys um my favorite in sync member. Okay, now I'm just like, do I remember which ones are in which? No, yeah, JC. Yes, JC. That's the correct it's, answer. It's in Yeah, yes, it's the correct answer. I mean, he's hot. He's got the vocals, and yes. also he was famously a judge on America's Best Dance Crew, Next Best Dance Crew, which exactly. I loved. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, a what's the acronym? A M. You know, he was great. I love him. Shout out, J.C. Chazé. Exactly. I hope he's listening. <laughs> I bet, you know, I hope so he too. would love community as well. He must. He was in a boy and band. And J.C., you should, you should also donate to Abolition Park on Venmo. And throw some yeah. money at the Stonewall protest, why don't you, J.C.? <laughs> I mean, come on. I feel like I really want to see what his house looks like. Because I'm like, he's got money, but, like, what kind of money? Right. You know? I feel like they're – maybe it was Backstreet Boys. One of their managers was, like, so shady. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Is he married, JC? I don't know. Why did he never act? All right, let's bring him back. Yeah, Let's bring him out. Come on, here. Why is Justin Timberlake the one that's doing the acting? Oh, God. He shouldn't be doing anything. Just kidding. Social Network. The, okay, the, I'll give him that. But like, everything, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, that country wow. album after <laughs> that was bad. I didn't even listen to it. I know it was bad. That was no <laughs> Sexy Back wasn't even that good. I don't even think. Like, I'm trying to. My mom's going to get mad because she likes Justin Timberlake. I do fuck with the oldies. The oldies, quote unquote. <laughs> Just the JT. I mean, like, I'm a, I love a senorita. Like, I'm not going to okay. lie. I do fuck with that. But, like, th- what he's become, I'm, like, less interested in. Yeah. You know? Got a little too cocky, I think. Oh, for sure. Or maybe sure. he's great and just has a lot of great friends. I don't know. Maybe. I hope like he Ryan has a great Reynolds, community. Like, Ryan Reynolds, I think people love. 
Yeah. I don't really totally get the Ryan Reynolds thing, but it seems like he's got a lot of friends and people love him. That's true. <laughs> it's my hot Ryan Reynolds take. I mean, he got married on a plantation like not that long ago. Oh my I'm god! I'm gonna get canceled. That's I'm so sorry. True. My producer's like looking at me, and she's like, "We're gonna kick you off the Lincoln Lodge Network." You mentioned Ryan Reynolds was married at a plantation in 2014. I don't know no, why I know that. For but Blake Lively, right? Yeah. Why did they do that? And then what is up with like? These I think people? last summer they were why like trying to get them to apologize, and they like didn't apologize. I don't believe. <laughs> when this episode comes out, I will have researched if they did apologize, but I don't think they did. I don't. Oh. That you, a very rich person, can ma- get married. Why there? Por qué? You don't know say. <laughs> there are dozens of castles in Ireland and Scotland you can get married in. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I want someone to get called out for that and then the people to be like, yeah, we did it because we're racist. <laughs> we, just like, just like <laughs> say it. Like, yeah. You know? Jesus. I know. Oh, man. Matt James and Rachel, the racists, are back together. Have you heard? The Bachelor. I didn't. I'm not Bachelor Nation. I can only handle the oh. Housewives. But good for to Bachelor know. Nation. You guys know it's a disgrace. Oh. Why'd they gotta do my guy like that? Anyways, okay. no, I don't know. Abolition. People. Uh, uh, abolition requires radical forgiveness. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Also, that girl sucks. Um, well, yeah. on that note, that girl sucks. Um, we're gonna do our passion plugs. So I have Ooh. a feeling I know what you're going to plug, but I'll go first while you get ready. Um, okay. So I wanted to plug a local business from my town. Um, I would like to plug Beer on the Wall Park Ridge. It's a craft beer-focused retail store and beer cafe with 12 rotating drafts and over 600 bottles and cans available for on-site consumption or takeaway. And I just want to say, like, I've spent so much time from the first iteration of the live show of Pop – I wrote the proposal sitting at Beer on the Wall in like, I don't know, October 2019. And I've like spent hours sitting on the patio during COVID. I, I don't even drink beer. I just like cider. And <laughs> I just wanted to give them a shout out because I think they're doing great work. And they did donate um, when my cousins and I held a Black Lives Matter Day of Action last summer. They did donate. And I was like very happy about that. So I just want to shout mm. them out. Um, but I'll let you out. give your passion plug. Thank you. I can do one or I can Go. do a couple. You can do a couple. You round. can do a couple, yeah. Okay, well, you may have heard that you can um, uh, donate to Abolition Park on Venmo or Cash App or GoFundMe. You can also follow us, them, it, on <laughs> Instagram. That's money that will go directly to housing people, directly to resources that like, I mean, housing is the, is the really big one. Um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately we still live in a capitalist society and we do need money to survive. Um, speaking of money, you could also donate to Stonewall protests. And if you're in the New York area, you should come out to the Stonewall protests. Um, also Abolition Eats is a food like grocery and prepared food distro um group they they're you know they are obviously they're spawn of abolition park and those are some great comrades and they need help with money and you can venmo them and this is all same thing to get groceries to give to the community 
um it's hugely helpful and they are they work so hard and they really give people like a shit ton of food it's like actually vital um and you can also follow yum yoda on instagram yum yoda is uh a brand uh, he's a guy we know uh whatever he is has designed some like really beautiful uh abolition park and abolition eats shirts that you can purchase and like all of those proceeds same thing go to um abolition eats and he's also gonna uh i think end up donating stuff for some mental health services he's also an activist um that i know from the space um so basically if you give money to any of these things or if you follow me on twitter at almond milk hotel and on instagram at rebecca bones b-u-l-n-z you'll probably see me posting about a lot of things that you could give money to if you have a lot of money and they'll all go to very good and essential things is that it yes <laughs> That was wonderful. And, and I will link on the social media. Necessary. Yeah, no. Yes. We all need to be doing whatever we can. So Yes, for sure. Thank you. And also if you can't you can't contribute with money, I get that. I'm struggling. Um just follow these things and start the learning about these things and, and if you're around, show up. You know, that's also huge. It's it helps us for everyone to be doing their part to understand abolition then maybe you can get involved. Okay, that's the last thing I'm saying. No, that was great. I thank you so much. It was great to see you. Thank you. It was so fun talking to you. I miss you. I miss you too. Come to New York. I'm trying, okay? It's going to happen, hopefully before the end of the year. So um, thank you all for listening to Pop of Passion, produced by Christine Ferreira. Please follow the show on social media at Pop of Passion and at popofpassionpodcast.com. I'm Jax Barker. Go out and be the light, living your passion. 